What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 43. I wow. Think. 44. Episode wow. 44 of the Bad Dude, Podcast. It's gone fast. Uh, yeah, right? What's up? How are you, Dean? Uh, I'm fantastic. We've had two feet of snow. I was going to say. It's sunny tonight. Beautiful. Yeah, it's been pounding. So um, that's that. And yeah, just busy. It's yeah, a, bit, a busy time of the year for us. Yeah, you've been traveling quite a bit. A little bit. Just day trips, you know? Yep. Try and get the, the good thing about being in Park City is like you, I can get most places and come back in the evening mm-hmm. and, and it's be easy. in my own bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. It's been very, very busy. So, if by the way, if you're listening, we are going to continue to attempt to put out an episode a week uh, <laughs> with the holidays and everything going on. We may not, but we haven't gone anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, We're just in an absolutely. abnormally busy time. And, uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. And, like it's kind of good because we haven't done this in a couple of weeks and i mean i feel like everything has changed in the world the whole world is since we last talked i was literally last night looking at our doc kind of going like trying to put together some kind of like and i was like i it's everything i don't know we can you know we can talk about we can talk about all of it i guess first and foremost what was supposed to be a red wave is more of a ripple a a, a red ripple Mm -hmm. um which the markets seem to like i mean Today, Today, I guess the, the CPI was the low was lower than they thought too. So yeah, it was up nine twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but it was down like six hundred yesterday. It's just, yeah, I'm so glad I don't make money like trading stocks. Oh my gosh, can you I imagine just, the whiplash? Yeah. The whiplash yeah. is just yeah. insane. So yeah, so there's um you know there's that Meta laid off eleven thousand employees. Um, yeah. Uh, Stripe the of the week. laid off 13%. Stripe, Stripe laid off 13%. Highest, that most valuable private company in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy up there. So there's a couple of different thoughts around that that I've heard, right? So there's obviously the idea that it's the perfect opportunity for companies to sort of get rid of some dead weight. Right. Definitely. Because earnings on most of these companies are not showing much sign of. Uh, no, earnings are pretty business, good. Right. <clears throat> so it's Absolutely. sort of like, quote unquote, anticipating a recession, but also maybe moving out of growth mode and into slower growth mode or even yep. just mode of maintaining. But also maybe we can get rid of, you know, eight to 12 or 13 percent of people we just may not need anymore and that we're probably overpaying. Do you think a lot I mean, of it's is- Tech is notoriously over bloated yeah. Yeah. on on staff. So yeah, that's going to be a reset there. Um, they'll they'll increase their profits, buy back stock, maybe up some dividends. Like it's just a different phase, you yeah. know, in the next couple of years. So um, you know, we are going to have a recession next year. It could be heavy, like could be bad, could be you know two quarters, three, could be six quarters, like. You know, no one knows yet. I think the, 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 if you're running a business right now and you have the ability to cut back and be profitable, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be burning and try to grow. It's a little bit, uh, steady the ship, yep. lower your expenses. Cut, you know, Jack Welsh, used, they used to fire the bottom 10% every year just <laughs> as a matter of course. So, yep. um, the tech has never done that. And so just maybe it's it's time for some, you know, 80s and 90s management um, yep. kind of staples, you know, really yep. watch your cash flow. No yep. no extras, no 
perks, no nothing. And you just, it's like going into a storm, right? You, if you're on, on a sailboat, you batten everything down, you get yep. the sails, like, you know, really trim, uh, or you lower the sail, right? And yep. you just, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You just like trying to get the through the storm. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Zuck said, um, you know, in this new environment, we need to become more capital efficient. We've shifted more of our resources into a smaller number of high priority growth areas. Uh, one of He's things. never said that in 17 no, years. No, you know, our, our AI discovery engine, our ads and business platforms, which are directly, will directly <laughs> result in revenue for them, right? Um, and yeah. long-term vision for the metaverse, cut costs across our businesses, scaling back budgets, reducing perks, right? Shrinking real estate footprint. Um, All so, of the above. Yeah, basically just, just everything. Um, and it seems like that is happening across the board, uh, even more so, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. which is which is pretty which is pretty crazy. I saw a tweet yesterday um uh that sp spoke to this in some ways. Basically, you know, ridiculous businesses that zero interest rates created, right? Uh 15 yeah. minute grocery delivery, buy now pay later, algorithms for buying homes, metaverse offices, and then they said when capital is cheap, weak ideas can raise billions. Now we will see which businesses actually work. 100%. Uh, which feels like that's exactly exactly where we are, right? Um, yeah. not, no can you preach a good vision? Can you build and operate a profitable, prof yeah. profitable business? Yeah. It's, it's, <clears throat> and on the flip side, companies that, that start in these kinds of environments tend to be amazing companies because if you can raise capital or start a company in the next 12 or 18 months and make it through and get some kind of traction, then the good times come right. And then it's, it's off to the races. So yeah. that, that's why a lot of in 2000, a lot of companies went away, right? Mm -hmm. The softpets.com guy yeah. and Webvan and, you know, all these companies. And, but then Amazon and, you know, Google kind of came into their own, even Facebook. It's like, then they rode the wave for 20 years. Yeah. And so, yeah, good. It's, a, it's always a good time to start a business, but it's a great time right now. Cause if you can get mm -hmm. through the next 18 months, man, yeah. Off to the races. Yep. Good time to start a business. Bad time to be invested in crypto. Uh, Crypto's uh, going to zero. <laughs> okay, so have you? Did you read much about this FTX thing? Yeah, that's insane. It went from being valued at in the billions thirty to being plus. thirty plus billion to one dollar. So this is what I've never understood about the crypto, and I I did some fun Doge stuff back in the yep. day. Got in, got out, made a little bit yep. of money. It was yep. kind of playing money. Same. Um, I've never understood it. And I've read so many articles on it. And I've, I've, I immersed myself for a while yep. in the whole thing to try and understand it. Not to, yep. it never got me excited, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I still, like, I get the blockchain, I get coins. I never understood an the ICO. Currency, the currency aspect of it. I, I an initial no. coin offering. Yep. You're creating digital currency that is backed by nothing. Right. Like, right. I never got it. So anyway, all that to say, it's not what I told you so. It's just like, maybe there's something there, but it, it, it's getting crushed. And I was trying to explain that to, that's to my wife this morning and kind of like talking myself in circles of even I don't right. understand it. And she was like, okay, right. so wait a minute. These people that invested dollars into crypto yep. on this platform now can't get their money get out of the platform. Where's my, I said, if I bought Bitcoin on FTX, where is it? Exactly. 
Exactly. And where did you get the $30 billion valuation? This was $30 billion put in onto the – I just don't get any yeah, of it. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, um, I mean everything I'm seeing on Twitter is like people obviously on going like basically this version of crypto is dead. This kills it. Yeah. And Something it else will reinvent, come from it and right? we'll figure out. Yeah, but no. this idea that there are people who are going to lose – thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and i say thousands because i don't think a lot of wealthy people who <laughs> like I, I would it would be so interesting to know what the average account value of that in in the ftx platform is is it 500 is it a thousand right are people putting 150 grand in there or is it the goldman sachs, that's goldman sachs. Crushed? no goldman sachs put in millions like there's a lot of institutional money going in in the last kind of six months right right and mm-hmm. so, look, it's an early technology, you know, just remember yeah. Amazon was at, at six bucks. Bank of America, I could have bought Bank of America in 2008 for $1.50. Yep. So, yep. hey, that's the way we're at. It never yeah. stays that way. Right. And, and, you know, maybe the technology, the blockchain, the whole thing, is, is, this is just the first wave. And, you know, it'll, it, it, if it's... If it's anything, it'll bounce and have a second, you know, run. But this one's pretty, uh, pretty over. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's really crazy. Um, okay, so Elon is now officially the CEO of Twitter. Love it. He calls himself the chief complaint officer at Twitter yeah. or something, something like that. Um, yeah. And he's got his boys basically in helping him figure out yeah. how to run it, what the changes yeah. are. They cut a bunch of staff. Uh, there's talks of apparently putting the whole thing behind a paywall. You can yeah. pay $8 to get your blue check, to get your verified blue check. I'm going to come out and um, and come out and say that I did that yesterday. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Yep. I was a Twitter blue user, and which was $4.99, right. $3.99, and I cut it a couple months ago. I guess I would have been grandfathered in. So I've been thinking, yeah, maybe I'll do it. To give it a try. Yeah. And just see what I did. I, I don't see anything has changed yet, but I, I have to just to support Elon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look, so, I don't need Blue Jack, but I just want to support him. Yeah. So, okay. So here's one of the most genius things that I have seen. At least I thought it was genius. So there's been all this talk about advertisers basically either wanting to leave or being unsure or pulling out of – um you know, their different partnerships with Twitter from an advertising standpoint. There was an article last week, I think in the Wall Street Journal, that Elon and a couple of the guys went and met with all the big media buyers and all the big brands and to try and hash out all of this kind of stuff. And apparently didn't go very well. So what does Elon do yesterday? He does a Twitter spaces, which is genius because he's bringing everybody onto Twitter right. to listen to him do an open dialogue. Right with whatever basically fortune 500 advertiser wanted to ask the head of the the uh iab which is the large basically the governing body of the advertising industry was on there (laughs) and when you look on twitter spaces you can see who all is listening right and it was literally the account of every major fortune 500 brand amazing on twitter listening to elon getting like basically getting pelted with questions and he just took every single one of them um just a genius move to be like, okay, I'm tired of the media talking about what's going on with us and our relationships with our advertisers. I'm going to go straight to the platform I own. I'm basically yeah. going to ho- open a 
um, totally public conference call with all of them. And the CMOs of these Fortune 500 brands are on Twitter spaces asking Elon Musk questions right. about the advertising platform. Absolutely genius. And um, he's admitted that he's going to try a bunch of things mm-hmm. and some of them won't work. So, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think the president is now going after him. Yeah, I did see that. He's a threat to democracy. Or, he's a threat. He's, he's, he's yeah. in bed with other countries. It's like, hey, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a story that has a lot of ups and downs. It's going to be a whole thing, you know, yeah. and and just wait till till Trump comes back on because he will let Donald Trump back on at some point. Well, he'll let him on. I don't think Trump's going to go on, though. He's yeah. like he, he's too invested in his platform. His other thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I might be wrong there, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fascinating. All right, so I saw this clip, um, and we'll link to it in the show notes—an Instagram clip, Instagram clip of one of the founders of Benchmark Capital, and um, it, it was there's he talks about a whole lot of stuff, but one of the key things he talks about here is like basically building with a time horizon, and so in everything that you're building, the business that you're building, the idea that you're building, um, basically, are you building with a seven to ten year time horizon in mind if not you're basically wasting your time Um, with a seven to ten year exit or a seven to ten year get to profitability like what what was the context it it wasn't just exit it was essentially like the value like whether and and, you know he's talking about investing right but at the same time he's talking about company building is what i'm building uh in other words if you're thinking about it basically under the time horizon of seven to 10 years of basically being able to fulfill the vision that you want it to fulfill is my thesis. Correct. So if it's an investment is my investment thesis, correct. If it's where I could see this company going, is that vision basically what I thought it would be. And if I'm not building it to see the fulfillment of that, sorry, my, my phone's ringing, um, over the course of seven to 10 years, um, should I even be doing it? And I thought that was just like a really interesting because that, yeah. that touches the couple of things. It's like longevity, right? Nice. Big picture thinking, but also focus. Right. Which I know well, that's the other flip side a lot right? lately, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not what's my exit going to do in seven to ten is. Am I willing to work that hard for that long? Mm-hmm. And if you're not, probably don't start the business. Right. Right. So there's two sides to the same. I agree with it. Um. If you're not prepared to go hard for seven plus, you know, seven to ten years and build the company, mm-hmm. and, and let, let's assume you've got product market fit, let's assume like you've done all the, you know, preamble, um, and then like okay, go. Yep. Yeah, you shouldn't start it. I agree with that because it right. takes, you know, you so you always read about the companies that grow fast, mm-hmm. but they're so rare that most businesses are, you know, they have growth well, spurts and then they it's kind of like church. You know, yeah. back in the day, I would see a church get, you know, grind it to a hundred and then get to a thousand and then spend 10 years getting to 2000. Right. Um, and it's a little bit how, you know, God makes things grow, right? You plant a seed and the tree comes up and it's like, wow, that's growing fast. But then it's growing incrementally mm-hmm. at some point where it reaches maturity. It just seems to, to be the cycle of growth. There's yes. growth spurts early and then the environment usually makes it more challenging. Right. You have competitors, you have, um, you know, you get sidetracked, you, you, you do something wrong, you have to go back. Yep. Like 
Yeah, right. There's all these things that happen. Whereas the early days, you just plant the seed and go and get some customers and and go. And then, yeah. So starting and then managing for long term growth are two different gift sets. Well, right. or not gift sets. They're two different mentalities. Right. You know. So you, but then you always have to pursue growth. Like even when you get to maturity, mm-hmm. you know, you just to sit there and and kind of let the thing just, you know. Right. <laughs> idle along is is uh you're going to be roadkill because someone's yep. going to come along right and build a better mousetrap a better one right and and then you're dead <laughs> yeah so why do you think it's so hard uh for founders especially to be able to focus that intently or think that long term is it just impatience is it a personality thing what is it what's well, the nature of an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is to want to start things and that's kind of almost the definition. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, and I'm guilty of this, and as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at staying focused and managing through, you know, to, to longevity. But it's just, it goes against the nature of starting and growing things. Yeah. It's a different hat. And some can switch hats and some can't. And some just right. are going to go and grow and sell and start another mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And then they grow and they sell, or that one fails and they'll start another one. That's just, yep. that's why a lot of times, and this has changed, I would say, but um, especially investors still love founder led businesses more yep. than, you know, management led businesses. Because mm-hmm. the founders have a passion and a desire and are much more missional. Yep than managers that come along later. And so I think founders have done a good job in the last kind of generation of them at, at realizing they had to grow personally mm-hmm. and they had to get mentored and get coached and read and it's a different skill set. And so a lot of founders are still, you look at the Airbnb and Stripe, like these massive companies are still founder run. The founders are still the CEO. And there was a period where that, that wasn't the case. In fact, VC right. wanted to boot the founder. Because they thought oh, that we need to bring in the suits, <clears throat> these these McKinsey consultants and Bain and and like oh this is a different thing, but that's flipped and it's like no no we're back to founders because I think founders have grown right. in their ability to manage through recessions and manage through you know like by, by laying off you know fifteen yep. percent of your workforce that's a that's a that's a mature thing to do. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You got to have, you got to have, the, yeah. uh, that's a different skill set. So <clears throat> took Zuck 17 years to get there, but he got there. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's wild. Okay. So not to fully change the subject, but I just saw this come out on Twitter. So Elon, uh, this is really interesting. Elon sends an email for his first staff wide email to Twitter overnight to the Twitter employees. And, uh, it just got published on Twitter. Uh, this account, uh, at tech emails, which is hilarious. It's basically like et- internal tech emails. Um, okay, so here's what he says. Uh, sorry that this is my first email to the whole company, but there is no way to sugarcoat the message. Frankly, the economic picture ahead is dire, especially for a company like ours that is so dependent on advertising in a challenging economic climate. Moreover, 70% of our advertising is brand rather than specific performance, which makes us doubly vulnerable. Okay, what he's saying there is... We are a, um, we're in the eyeballs business, not in, not in the, um, um, 
pay-per-click business or in the uh, direct click here to buy a product type of advertising right. business. So they are getting the broad-based brand advertising. The type of advertising they're getting are similar to the kind of advertising that goes on billboards, basically, right. is what he's yep. saying, right? Yep. Sounds like what he's saying is in this current economic environment, those budgets are getting cut, right? At least For that's sure. what he's alluding to here. So they're doubly vulnerable. He says, that is why the priority over the past 10 days has been to develop and launch Twitter Blue verified subscriptions. Without significant subscription revenue, there is a good chance Twitter will not survive the upcoming economic downturn. We need roughly half of our revenue to be subscription. Mm. Uh, he says, of course, we, we will still then be significantly reliant on advertising. So I'm spending time with our sales and partnerships teams to ensure that Twitter continues to be appealing to advertisers. This is the spaces discussion that I hosted yesterday. The road ahead is arduous and will require intense work to succeed. We are also changing Twitter policies such that remote work is no longer allowed. Um, Unless you have a specific exception, managers will send the exceptions list to me for review and approval. <laughs> <So> Start, <good. laughs> starting tomorrow, Thursday, everyone is required to be in the office for a minimum of 40 hours per week. Obviously, if you're physically unable to travel to an office, your absence is understandable. I look forward to working with you to take Twitter to a whole new level. <laughs> the speed at which he's moving <clears throat> is just, it's, it's, I look at it and it kicks me up, up the backside. Because uh -huh. I, you know, I've, I've bought companies and like being so slow because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings and I'm trying yep. to get the cock a bit and. He's just going in like a wrecking ball. He needs to because yeah. the thing's, you know, burning, what was it, four million a day? Yep. So, like, you can't, that's not sustainable, losing a billion yep. plus a year. Yep. But <clears throat> the speed at which this is happening is just It's crazy. Phenomenal. It's crazy. And you think about, and, and I get that he's talking about the ec economic downturn, but at the end of the day, un unfortunately, he's now running a company that's in the middle of a political fight, too. So there are, uh -huh. like bot armies coming after the platform <laughs> to essentially make advertisers not want to, right? Like that was the big conversation is an advertiser yeah. going like, I have hate speech below my ad. Right. And Elon saying to them, well, yeah, but that's not, that's a bot army specifically coming after <clears throat> this company right. to try and, which, which then all the, that just exposes the other problems that they have on the engineering right. side of not being able to control these bots. So, um, right. and for him to literally just be like, by the way, this came out last night apparently yeah. and it's thursday so imagine you're an executive at twitter and you get this email at 10 p.m or whatever time it came through and you're like going okay i'm in gonna the be office, the office at, at 8 a.m tomorrow morning i mean it's uh it's, it, this is this reminds me a bit of the 80s that it was probably before you were born there was a movie called uh wall street i remember it yeah yeah, yeah. I've and, seen and it. the fictional character was gordon gecko gordon gecko Right, and it was kind of loosely based on a guy who's still a corporate raider of some note, um, Carl Icahn, and he. Uh, would, yep. And so it, it was this, you know, these weak companies um, would get, you know, a bunch of stock board, and that they yep. take over them, and and then the leverage buyouts, and you know, KKR, and yeah. all of that. Right, it was yep. just like awesome, crazy. This is a different story, but yep. it's even more public and in the news and it's it's just going to be they're going to make movies about i was going to say they're going to make movies it will be um a case study in business schools whether it succeeds yeah. or fails right i mean yeah. th the thing about twitter is like it's not going to fail in other words like we're not going to make it through this downturn i mean like i mean i guess technically he could <clears throat> shut the doors but 
but yeah, I mean, I guess it's fascinating. It is definitely, it is like, so this is our 44th episode. I imagine if we went and started listening to a couple of those first few episodes, the, the things we talked about, then the state of the world, the state of the economy, the state of building businesses to now, like this, this email is an example of the massive change that has taken place just in the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, 100%. And, 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 crazy. Um, and change is, is here to stay as it always is. So yep. you, you better embrace it. Uh, yeah. The, the lessons around like, um, I, I think I told the story about the, you know, I, I sent my first email in, um, 90, 96, 1996. I sent my first email and I, I rang a buddy. I was here in the U S I rang a buddy and I, I said, Hey, what's your email address? I want to send you an email. That's like how awesome it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, that's never going to work. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And I've never forgotten. Like he just, of course he's, you know, the internet was nothing then, but, and that's why the the crypto thing is I'm not, I'm not writing it off. I'm just saying these things go through iterations and get better. Mm -hmm. Right. The, The first cars that were built, you know, I mean, didn't have rear view mirrors. They didn't have side mirrors. Like they, they ran out of gas because there wasn't enough gas stations. Like yep. it was all kinds of, and the buggy whip sellers were like, this car thing's not going to work. Right. And so, you know, you got to embrace the, the change and look for the trends and adapt and grow consistently. Uh, otherwise you, you get run over by the next thing. So I know it's crazy. On yep. the watch. Well, crazy times, good stuff. Uh, yep. Dean, as always, it's good to chat to you. Glad we can make this one happen. Um, and if you're listening, feel free to reach out again. Hit us up, yeah. ask questions, give us topics to talk about. Um, recommend people to have on, to talk to. Um, and uh, we will see you back probably next week. If not, it's not because we're going anywhere. It's just- Might have a break. It's just the nature of how it is. But anyways, cool. Uh, Thanks. And then we'll see, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. You bet, see ya.